Somebody shout, thank you, Lord. Amen. Why don't you show him? Amen. Show him some thanksgiving right now. Just give God some thanks. God, you've been so good. Hallelujah. 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 You've been so good to me. Are you thankful for the goodness of the Lord? Amen. Praise God. I'm thankful for the goodness of the Lord. And God has shown us thankful that He has been merciful and loving and kind and compassionate and good. We say that God is good and all the time God is good. That's who He is. He is goodness. Praise God. He is goodness. He is merciful. He is great. These are all adjectives, words that describe who He is. Words that describe His character. God is good. Praise God. He is awesome. Amen. He is loving. He is kind. Amen. And I'm thankful for that. And thankful for Him. Amen. I'm going to come back to that in just a minute, but I do want to quickly welcome everyone. Thank you for being here. I know many are sick. I know Tony and Mariah and Brother Matt and a number of others are sick. Not here tonight. Some others we prayed for. need to pray for them. And, uh, for those not able to be here, many are working. Great to see Brother Mark and his schedule. Allow him to be here tonight. Amen. We miss you when you're not here, bro. Love you, man. Amen. And uh, good to see Brother and Sister Perriot. Amen. Awesome, awesome. Amen. Coming and, and supporting Brother, the other Brother Perriot in the building. Uh, well, no, I guess there's three Brother Perriots in the building, actually. Amen. Congratulations to you all. I haven't had a chance to. They are uh, new grandparents again. Amen. So they have two. Two grandbaby boys. Amen. That's awesome. And uh, thankful that the Lord. I think both of them are absolute miracles from what I'm. We know Hudson and the umbilical cord and everything. And Jira and what, what uh, doctors and everything had to do for him. We just give God all the thanks. God is good. God is good. Amen. Amen. And we'll go back to that in just a second. God is so good. That is part of his character, his nature. And uh, part of what's one of the characteristics of who he is. Part of his being. And he has a lot of other attributes. We're going to talk mainly about one of them in just a few minutes tonight. And those of you that haven't been here able to been here. I know I feel like last week we didn't have service on Wednesday for Thanksgiving. And uh, it seems like it's been a long time since I preached, but Deathridge was here. Matter of fact, he's going to be here. But Sister Deathridge are preaching revival for Brother Hodge this weekend, but they have one service on Sunday, so he will be here. They will be here Sunday night with us again. I said, hey, since you're down here, you might as well come preach for us again. And it was so enjoyed them. But it feels like it's been a while, a week and a half, two weeks. For a preacher, that's a long time, man. They haven't been up here. And uh, but uh, in, as I was laying before the Lord, what that really means, I was trying to take about a 20-minute power nap this afternoon. I got home just about 30 minutes earlier than normal, so I had my message and notes, and I had a couple hours for church, and I said, I'm just going to lay down. I had just tired, up late, up early, you know that, getting old, <clears throat> older. And, of course, I really couldn't sleep knowing that I was just going to lay there for about 20 minutes. And, you know, you ever do that? You know, if I'd have just said, can I just lay here for a little bit, it probably would have been fine. But I, in 20 minutes, I'm, oh, I'm not the only one that does that. That's, oh, thank you so much. You make me feel so much better. Misery loves company. <laughs> I was laying there and just began to think, think about the Lord. And, and I was going to share something, a little nugget to and I'll, then I'll get to the message. And I know it's I know it's Wednesday night, and we got to work tomorrow, and or some of us work tomorrow. And uh, I'll, I'll be mindful of time. <clears throat> but I was I was laying there and talk, thinking about the Lord, and in my mind, brother monks, I was kind of talking. I was like sharing. 
like having a dialogue. I don't know if you do this. You ever talk to yourself or talk to somebody else, but it's in your mind going through with somebody that was trying to tell me in my mind. No, I don't believe. You know what I mean? Like as if I was really talking to someone, okay? I'm not crazy, that crazy. That Jesus is, is a person and the Father's a person and the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit's a third person. And it's what some people believe, unfortunately. They don't believe that the fullness of the Godhead was in him bodily. Jesus said, I am my Father at one. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. God is spirit. No man has seen this God at any time because he's spirit. But he manifested him, he revealed. That means to show himself in the flesh. If I take my jacket off, I'm still the same person. Well, same being. You have a soul that's in a flesh, the person. The person, the flesh is going to die, but your soul is going to go on. That which God gave, it's eternal. It's going to live somewhere, either in heaven or hell. Right? You with me? And I was thinking about that, and it was as if the Lord gave me this phrase. and uh, Maybe I read it somewhere, and I forgot. I have no idea. But just this, all of the titles of Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father, the Alpha, the Omega, the Beginning, the End, the First and the Last, which was, which is, which is to come. You go on and on and on. Those are all relational representation of who he is. Relational representations of who he, singular, one, is. There is one person. His name is Jesus. He is God. Manifested in the flesh. Why? To have a personal relationship with us. To have a... Oh, it's going to blow your mind. I, I, I ought to just preach it. I may just preach this at some point. Not tonight, but maybe I will for the next two minutes. So that he could have an interpersonal relationship with you and I. Father is a represent... Representing, it's a relational representation. He's our heavenly father. He's the father of creation. He's the father of the church, of us all. He's the husbandman of the church. He's the son in redemption. He's father in creation, son in redemption. He's the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, and emanation of God. He, that's who he is. I'm sorry, I just can't, I got to get a little excited when I start talking about the oneness of God. It never gets old to me. And in, in my discussion, my fictitious conversation, I asked the question, then who is the bride of Christ? If the Father's a person, the Holy Ghost is a person, and not figures of speech, not relational representations of the one then what is the or who is the bride of christ is the bride of christ because the bible talks about the bride of christ as one singular and we know that the bride of christ is not one person but it's talking about the church it's a figure of speech but god is one he is spirit who robed himself in flesh. And that's why Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and my Father are one. I come in my Father's name. God was manifested in the flesh. That's who he is. And I'm glad I have a personal relationship with the representations of him. He's my father. He's the son of redemption. He's the lamb that was slain. He's my good shepherd. I have a personal relationship with the one true God. Because all those titles and names are to provide us a relational representation of who he is. Man, that's good stuff, right? Now I get to preach what I plan to preach. <laughs> but I just had to share that. That's so good. I just, you know, you, have, you ever get, oh man, I better be careful. 
You know, you ever hear somebody tell you something and it's just too good not to share? <laughs> Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> my, my, my. Well, that was just too good not to share. So thank you for indulging me and giving me the last four minutes and sharing about the relational representation. The, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are titles of <laughs> relational representation. That's just, my, I just, man, it's so good. I'll amen my own preaching, my own thought. That's good stuff. Like Brother Arnold says, I'm, I'll buy my own tape. In case I forget that, I'm going to buy it. Go, what, what did I say? That was good. Isn't God good? They just, they just, we just sang about it. Jesus, I want to thank you. You've been so good to me. God is all the time. God is good. Amen. So we are going to go back to the book of Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, 23. I have never uh, taught a series or preached a series, whatever God wants to do. In, in, in all my years of preaching, I've never, seven and a half years of pastoring, I've, I've not taught a series. I've just never felt to do it. I, I've just not. It, but I have been. So this is, this is the week six, I guess, if you will, because we're, we're looking at the nine. And I, there's probably many more. I'm sure there are. But we're looking at the nine fruit of the spirit that Paul writes about in Galatians chapter five. Is that all right? All right. So we're on. <clears throat> week six, so you'll you'll figure out if you count along, you'll figure out which one we're on. And I'll do a review in just Galatians 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such <clears throat> there is no law. We've already hit the first five. We're going to hit number six. Brother Nichols said when I get when told me the fourth story, he said, when you get to meekness or the last one, temperance, he goes, there won't be, we probably we talk about it, there probably won't be anybody here. <clears throat> Nobody wants to hear about patience and temperance. And but well, if we get there, we get there. But tonight we're gonna talk about the goodness of the Lord. Is that all right? Amen. And I won't title this tonight. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Some of you are thinking that right now. Oh, my goodness gracious. Amen. Help me pray that God will talk to us and deal with our souls tonight. Lord, we give you glory and praise. We thank you. We have this opportunity to one more time come into your presence to give you praise and glory. God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts. Help me to be a better Christian, a better servant to you. God, help me to be a better man, a better pastor, a better husband, a better father. Help me to, God, I pray, help me tonight. Let your goodness and your, the fruit of your spirit, the Holy Ghost power, radiate through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. Amen. <clears throat> amen. God bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> and I want you to turn to somebody looking at them and say, oh, my goodness. That's the title number one. The title I did not give them, but hopefully might make a little bit more sense in a little while. Uh, and you can tell them, you can turn to the neighbor and tell them this title too. The second title is, This is for Your Own Good. Amen. Yeah, oh, I already heard it. Uh-oh, look out. Here he comes. This is for your own good. Some of you have heard that from your parents, or some of you as parents have used that on your children. Honey, this is for your own. We'll get, we'll get there, maybe. We'll see if God wants us to. Amen. But tonight we're talking about the goodness of the Lord. As a review, because some have not been here for the first six, I'm not going to re-preach all for the first five of the fruit, but I'm going to just kind of give you a, a rundown. In week number one, we talked about the first fruit. I think it's important that it's the first fruit because it's love. Number one topic in the Bible is love. Amen. First John 4 and 8 says, God is love. Old Testament gave us the commandment that we are to love God. But the New Testament, because we have received the Holy Ghost, love is a byproduct of the fruit of the Spirit. They had to love in the Old Testament. We get to love because we have the Holy Ghost in the New Testament. Praise God. 
We don't have to love. We get to love. Amen. Praise God. It's a byproduct. Love. Love thy neighbor as thyself. I know he said this is a commandment, but when you get the Holy Ghost, that's just a byproduct. It just happens. It should just happen when you receive the Holy Ghost. Now, I know that there are people that will try our patience. Oh, wait, we're not to that week yet, so. And some people are harder to love than others. <laughs> Praise God, but we love them. Amen. And he said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That's hard to do sometimes. That when Jesus is on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they, the flesh, crying out to the spirit, talking to the spirit, right? The flesh saying they don't know what to do. God loved us anyhow. He loved the ones that were putting nails in his hands and his feet because God is love. That's part of who he is. Characteristic number one of God is love. But there are other characteristics, attributes of our Lord and Savior. Amen. Second is joy. Joy is, as, as I mentioned, and I've, I've, I've learned as much or more maybe than any of you all through all this. I've enjoyed this so much in the study, but joy is an emotion evoked by possessing or acquiring what one desires. I told somebody last week, I referenced back to this message, I said, do you know what the joy of the Lord is? They looked at me and said, no, not really, I guess. We're happy? No, the joy of the Lord, you are the joy of the Lord. Because joy is the emotion one gets when you acquire what you desire. And the Bible tells me that heaven rejoices. There is joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. You are the joy of the Lord. You bring joy. You, let me just put it this way. You put a smile on his face. He loves you. You're his joy. You're his pride and joy. That don't make you feel a little bit better about yourself. Something wrong with you. We, week three, we talked about peace. That, that, that word there that Paul used in the Greek is irone. The root word is iro. It means to join, to set at one. Having peace is to be at one with God. We're on the same page. I am bound with him. I am with him. He's with me. He is in me. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. At one with God. I can lay my head down on my pillow tonight and have the peace that passes understanding. Why? Because I am one with him. I am his and he is mine. Oh, thank God. And this is all, by the way, the byproduct or the fruit of the Spirit. When you receive the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, synonymous term. Amen. You receive the Holy Ghost. You, you know you receive the Holy Ghost. Everybody else knows you receive the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost hits you, you will speak in tongues. As the Spirit gives the utterance, amen, that, that tongues is, is the sign of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what the Bible says. Every time they got the Holy Ghost, what sign accompanied? They spoke in tongues. They got the Holy Ghost. That's how people knew. What was the, the precedent for that? Well, Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, except a man be born of the water, it's baptism in Jesus' name, and the Spirit, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. He cannot even see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus, how can I be born again? And he said, and he talked about the, the Spirit, he said... Uh, the wind bloweth where, where it listens, and thou canst hear the sound thereof. In other words, you can, hear, you can see the, the trees, you can see the, the leaves moving in the trees, and you can hear the wind, but you can't see. Can you see the wind? You don't see it, but you can hear it. So is everyone that's born of the Spirit, Jesus said. Every time they got the Holy Ghost, from the day of Pentecost, Acts 2.38, message, all the way forward, they spoke in tongues. That was the only sign that people saw. Wow, they heard them speaking in other tongues. Every time. There was a sign. It was, all right, I'm, I'm, I got to hurry because I'm just doing a review right now. This is the educator in me. I'm going back. It's called review. For long-suffering, macrothumia is the word that is used here. It's to forbear, have fortitude, have patience. God help us. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we talked about gentleness. Crestotes is is the word there, well fit for use. It means to have a workable spirit, to be useful, to be employed. Gentleness, if you have the Holy Ghost, you should have a spirit of gentleness about you. you that makes you useful to Him. He said, didn't Paul write in Rome, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable. I want to be employed by the great employer. 
I want to be about his business. I want to work for him. Amen. I'm on his payroll, thank you very much. He said, do you get paid? Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, our pay is out of this world, honey. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Payday's coming, let me tell you. Amen. And my employer's got all the money in the world. And then some. Amen. You don't have to ever worry about God going bankrupt. This, I'm, I'm, okay. Don't go back and preach. Go buy the CD. It's only $2. If you don't have $2, they'll give you one. Matter of fact, we almost pay people $2 to take one. Especially on Love Thy Neighbor. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> well, hallelujah. So that's, that brings us to where we are tonight. That's already after 8. I'm just getting started. The sixth fruit of the Spirit we talk about here is in Galatians 5 is goodness. And I thought I knew what goodness really meant here, but now I have a deeper understanding, and I want to share it with you. Goodness, the word here is a word. It's a Greek word that was not used or translated or used very much at all in the New Testament. Very limited. It means good and goodness, but it has a much deeper meaning. And so it, because it was used sparingly, as a matter of fact, I would say it, was, it was emphatically used at specific times throughout the New Testament because it has a deeper meaning. And what it means is it's, it, it's an aggressive goodness. It's an aggressive goodness that will go out of its way to be good for others. How many have heard the word benevolent or beneficence? It's doing good for others. The, the word is agathosune, <clears throat> long, long word, agathosune. We'll just say goodness. How about that? But agathosune or goodness is an action that seeks the benefit of others. Goodness that places the needs of others before our own. It's a good Samaritan type of goodness. Oh, you, you didn't care. It's a good Samaritan type. Not just a Samaritan, a good Samaritan. The good Samaritan was willing to go out of his way and put the goodness to work for the benefit of somebody else. The Levi walked by. I can't perform my duty. I'll be unclean. I've got a place to go. By the way, he says he was going down. It, it depends on which direction you're going. Highest point, Jerusalem, spiritual point, the lowest point on earth at that time, the lowest ha world or, uh, city in the world of, was Jericho as far as uh, elevation. Levi was going down. The priest, goes, he was going down. But the Samaritan was journeying. He was going up. He was on a pilgrimage. He was going higher. He was on a purpose with God. He, he was going to Jerusalem. And when he looked, he's a good Samaritan because he was willing to say, oh, you know what? I, I, I've got a place to go. i got people to see. i got great things to do. But there's somebody in need. And I want to display goodness for them. I'm going to put the benefit of somebody else ahead of my own agenda. Oh, my goodness. But it's an aggressive goodness. It's an aggressive thing. I want to look for an opportunity to go out of my way to help and bless and to be good to others. I told you about two weeks ago, I told you about Chuck Wall's bumper sticker. Uh, professor, blind professor at Bakersfield College. I had the privilege of meeting him, just, brief, just briefly meeting him years ago on the campus of Bakersfield College. And he came out with the bumper sticker and said, Today I will commit one random act of kindness. Somebody was really smart alecky and they wrote... Another bumper sticker said, I will commit one random act of kindness today, but today's not your day and tomorrow's not looking too good either. <laughs> but the goodness of the Lord, when we receive the Holy Ghost, there should be something within us that wants to go out of our way to be good to others. How can I be a blessing? God, if you can use anyone, you can, not if you ain't good to people. 
I was looking, okay, you go ahead and hit each other. They got this thing when pastor's funny, they be hitting each other like, that's funny, don't be laughing. She says, Jennifer, go ahead, let it go, let it go, let it go, it's all right. I told them I was going to get them. I didn't know it was going to be so soon. But it's having that usable spirit that we talked about a couple weeks ago, gentleness. But be, having a workable spirit, a usable, to be employed, gentleness, that goes along with goodness. Looking for an opportunity to be good to somebody else. I could go around, I, I seriously could go around this church and point people out. And how you have gone out of your way to be good to other people in the church. Some even, some not even in the church. Some of you have gone out of your way. You have, you have gone well, ab- far, far above and beyond what anybody would even think you would. You, when Jesus said, go, you know, the, they asked you to go one mile, you should go two. Some of you gone 10, 20, 50 miles out of your way. A thousand miles, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Out of your way because you want to show goodness of God to somebody else. That's why I tell people we have a great church. We have a bunch of good people. I feel like, like David said, yeah, man. I feel like David, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days. Goodness and mercy should follow us everywhere we go. We should be looking aggressively how we can go pray for this one and be a blessing to this one and support this one and call this one and text message this one and, hey, hey, I've been thinking about you. I've been praying for you. Is there anything you need? Can we do anything for you? An aggressive goodness to go out of our way. And I'm praying God help me to be more sensitive, to be more aggressive, to be good. For his goodness to flow through. Can I be real transparent? Sometimes when I'm not filled up where I need to be. I don't have the right mindset. It's harder to be good to people. Sometimes you say, I pray for those that despitefully use me. God, get them, Lord. God, send a fire from heaven. I want to, I felt that, can I be real? I felt that way this week. When I felt that way. Not pastor. Yeah, I, we get the call. My wife, the girls, are, they're at Hobby Lobby. Well, I'm like, oh, man, how much did that cost me? <laughs> it was really expensive. Because <laughs> some loser that needs the Holy Ghost. Bumped into Alyssa, reached down, and when they were being distracted, it was a whole family affair, we come to find out, we think. And because there were three of them following over there, slipped his hand in there and took out her smartphone. And he ran out store. Lord, help me to be good. Let your goodness... Because I want to find the dude and lay my hands on him, Lord. <laughs> With all my might, Lord. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but that would be a good time to do it. For a minute, for a couple, I, I still kind of, my flesh, I wish I would have been there, but it's probably good I wasn't. Because I'd have probably got beat up. Because I'd have been tempted to lay my hands on him and pray for him after the fact. Hello? Brother Monks, wish he'd have, I wish he'd have been there. He'd have just one punch. That dude would have been out. I'm telling you. It would have been one and done. God forgive me, Lord. Sometimes I shouldn't be so transparent. Anybody relate to when it's hard to be good? And I think that's what Paul was talking about because he said, in me dwelleth no good thing. And he said, my, my, in my, my flesh wars against the spirit. You see, you gotta, we got to understand, church. We say, oh, we got the Holy Ghost. We got the fruit of the spirit. We just love everybody. You're right. Because your flesh is going to rear its head up. 
and the Spirit's going to say, love them and pray for them to despitefully use you, and your flesh is going to say, get them, Jesus. <laughs> get them, Lord, to an altar. Lord, get them. Lord, get them. Make them so miserable that they want to come and repent and say they're sorry and turn it back in. God, get them to an altar where they can come and confess and repent. And if they walk through that door, my daughter said, that's the one. I say, close your purses, then let's pray. <laughs> let's not be stupid about it, but we're going to pray for them. <laughs> Ladies, keep your purses away. Keep your both hands on them. Zip it up. Pin, whatever, pin it up. Whatever you do, sit on it. I don't care. Get them to an altar. Let's pray and rebuke that thieving spirit out of them. And let's get them saved. Because <laughs> there was some aggressiveness that was coming out of me. Was it, Bryce, and I know there was some of you. Lissa, you don't want Lissa's aggressiveness. <laughs> they lucky she didn't. He lucky she didn't know. She had laid hands on him. This is, that example was not in my notes, I promise you. But it's real. But agathosune is goodness that's an action that seeks to benefit others. It's an aggressive goodness. It's the good Samaritan type goodness. That's why Paul used it. Peter talked about it in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went above or went about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil. God went out of his way. He wrote himself in flesh. Went to the cross as Hebrews 12 and 2 says. Looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Goodness of God. His characteristic of goodness. Uh-huh. For the joy acquiring you, that's the joy. Who for the joy endured the cross, the joy that was set before him. He was looking at the cross and he looked beyond the cross and saw the joy of you. And the reason he did that is because he's a good God. That was willing to go out of his way, robe himself in flesh and come to the earth and... Go to the cross and allow his flesh and blood to die. Why? Because of his goodness and love for us. That's who he is. It's the fruit of the Spirit, capital S, the Spirit of God himself. Wow. God is good. And I probably should entitle this, oh my goodness, but it really should be, oh God's goodness. Oh for the goodness of God. None of us would be here if it wasn't for the love and the mercy and the grace and the goodness of the Lord. Thank God. Jesus said in John 10, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Down in verse 14, he said, I am the good shepherd again and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I'm the good shepherd because I love you and I'm, gonna, I'm willing to go out of my way. What did the flesh cry out to the spirit? Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from. I really don't want to go to the cross. Flesh didn't want to go. The characteristic of his spirit is more powerful than the flesh. If you don't get anything, you need to get this. The fruit of the spirit, the Holy Ghost, is stronger than flesh. Man, I'm telling you this. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I, the Holy Ghost is stronger than flesh. Not my will, but thy will be done. Flesh submitting itself to spirit. God help us to learn to submit our flesh to your spirit. And let the fruit of the spirit reign, not the fruit of the flesh. I ain't got time to preach this whole thing tonight. but I'm t There is a war in our members and it's the fruit of the spirit versus the fruit of the flesh. If you allow your spirit to be to take up the root of bitterness, you're going to bear bitter fruit and not the fruit of the spirit. 
And Alyssa, can I talk to you for a second? And they get to just listen. If we allow bitterness to come in, then we're going to bear bitter fruit. We ain't got time for the devil. We ain't got time for a bitter spirit. Rain on his parade. Spit in his eye. I'm going to praise and worship God anyway. I'm going to let the goodness of the Lord radiate through my life anyhow. I'm going to be loving and kind and pray the next backslider through. Because I'm going to submit my flesh unto the Spirit. Man, I, sorry, I didn't mean to be preaching. Yeah, I do. I'm not sorry. I was just figure of speech. I just get a little worked up. Because God is good. And all the time, God is good. 820. Can I have just a few more minutes? Thank you. I got permission, babe. It's all right. The goodness of God is aggressive, and it does not spare, don't get nervous, but it does not spare rebuke or correction or discipline. Hebrews chapter 12, I'm just going to read this to you so you know I'm not making it up. Verse number 6, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, that means to discipline. Oh, but it doesn't stop there. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, disciplines, and scourgeth. That means to flog. You ever feel like the Lord went upside your head, upside your, your spirit, and upside one side and down the other side? And you're like, oh, man, pastor was reading my mail tonight. No, pastor, God was. Thought he was my mom with a switch, you know. <laughs> Growing up, my dad had the belt. My mom was Zorro with the switch. Sometimes I thought she was trying to carve her initial. Now, that is a figure of speech. She did not beat me. She disciplined me, okay? My dad disciplined me. My mom, I apologize, mom. I'm using this. This is somewhat. She's, she's, right now she goes. That's two. If I get to three, I'm in trouble. Here comes a switch. Hey, you want to see the switch? You get her up here and let her start preaching and she let you have. That'd be a switch. Careful what you ask for, you might get it. She's done a lot of parenting seminars, and that's where I'm getting ready to go for just a second, if that's all right. Because the God loves, who God loves, he disciplines. God disciplines whom he loves. If God is dealing with you about an issue, you know why? He is showing goodness and mercy because he loves you. God's not trying to beat you over the head. He's, he's trying to be the lifter of your head. My mom and dad didn't beat me to punish. They spanked me to discipline myself. Right? Spare the rod, spoil the child. There wasn't no spoiling going on in our house. <laughs> they were trying to use the rod to drive that spirit far from me. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> he finding out what that's all about. Pretty soon you watch. Verse 7, if you endure chastening, if, you will, if you'll just say, God, thank you for discipline, for dealing with my spirit, for dealing with my mind. Thank you for dealing with the things that. Some of the things you might be looking at and just all of a sudden the Holy Ghost, you shouldn't be looking at that. You know what? God, you are right. Thank you for dealing with. Uh, you shouldn't be thinking those thoughts or saying those things. Thank you, God. If you endure chastening, discipline, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Every good father disciplines the son. And he's our father. You're, oh, I didn't know it's going to connect right now, but it's getting ready to connect with what I, what I felt. I, now, I, now I get it. Thank you, Lord. 
He's the father of discipline as a personal relationship to the son. He loves me, therefore he disciplines me because he counts me one of his kids. I'm a child of the king. I'm a son of the living God. He loves me. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? When God corrects you, when he disciplines us, even when it's severe, it is, ready? It is goodness in action. Goodness. I'm still preaching on goodness. It is goodness. When God disciplines us, it's goodness, his goodness, toward us in action. He aggressive. His goodness is aggressive. God is going out of his way to show his goodness to us. But that also includes that when we need direction, correction, and discipline, he goes out of his way to say, hey, don't go down this path. Go down this one. Don't go over here. You need to go right here. Don't, don't, don't be going over there doing that. You need to stay right here where I planted you. You need to be. I want you to be in my will, in the will of God. That's goodness in action. If God is dealing with you and has been, that's because he loves you and he's displaying. That's goodness, his goodness on display toward you. Wow. I'm, I'm trying to hurry. 2 Thessalonians 1.11. Wherefore also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. God's dealing with you because he loves you and he's, he's trying to show his goodness in your life. Because he does not want you to be lost. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God is good. Hey, he could have said, give up on Michael Mullings a long time ago. But God is a good God. He's better than that. He's a good God. He's better than just giving up on you. He's better than giving up on me. He's a good God. He is the true good God. He's the only good God. Parents, can I talk to you for just a second? Let me throw this. Parents who correct and discipline your kids, you are fulfilling acts of goodness upon them. I'm not saying punishing them. I'm not talking about beating. Your, we don't do that. We discipline them. We use the rod of correction or the belt or the switch or the wooden spoon. That worked great in our house. <laughs> if you're Hispanic, the chancla. Thank you, Sister Marie. Appreciate that. Take off my sandal and throw it at you. I'm going to show you goodness right now. I'll show you how good aim I got. <laughs> And then parents, why do we, why do parents, why did your parents tell you and now why do you tell your kids? It's, mom, say it real loud, would you? You don't know how many times I heard that. <laughs> That's right, Brother Blackwood. Then why does it hurt so bad? Because it's for your good. So that you learn that there's a right and that there's a wrong. And that you should be obedient to your parents. And obedient to those that have the rule over you. And the one true God who definitely has the rule. You need to be submissive and obey, obedient to him. Even the word says obedience is better than. It's for our own good. Anyone that would come and say, don't discipline your kids, they want you, really what they're saying is they want you to have disobedient, insubordinate, defiant, lazy, dependent upon the government. <clears throat> I have scripture for that, by the way, if you really want it. Because it's for our own good. I said, well, I can't, I can't spank my kids. I thought you loved them. I thought that pastor ain't going to tell me how to raise my kids. I'm not telling you. The, the Bible tells you how to raise your kids. You do it or you don't do it. It's your kid. 
But when your kid gets 18, 16, nowadays 12, 13, maybe three, I don't know. And they look at you and go, you better get a hold of it before it gets too big and you can't get a hold of it. Oh, man, I'm trying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Help us, Lord. Now you know why I titled it, Oh, My Goodness, because I was thinking, Oh, My Goodness, when I was putting in, getting these notes. And, Ooh, are you sure? Yes, Lord. Okay. <laughs> you see, the goodness of God should reflect and manifest itself in us. If you have the Holy Ghost, and you do, we have the Holy Ghost. We received the Holy Ghost. We spoke in tongues. The Holy Ghost came. Then the byproduct of that is the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, meekness, oh, and gentleness, and goodness. Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I may not have time to go much further than this, but can I tell you, when you allow the goodness of God to be displayed through your life and God to show and reveal His goodness through you and in your life, it brings glory to God. In other words, I don't go out of my way to be good to people for me. I go out of my way to be good to people for Him. It's to bring Him glory. I, you know what? There's things we've done, and I'm looking at, Brother Monks, I'm looking at you. There's things you've done in your life to be good to people that nobody knows about. And that's okay. Because it brought glory to God when you did it. There's things many of you have done to people. Nobody, nobody in here knows. You went out of your way. You helped this brother. You helped this sister. You went out of your way. You, you were aggressively trying to show goodness of the Lord to somebody else. You say, hey, God's been good to me. I just trying to, I'm just trying to be a reflection. I'm just trying to allow God. I don't care if anybody else knows. You know, the right hand not knowing what the left hand does. I don't care what the left hand, the right hand, the left foot, the pinky toe. I don't care if anybody knows. I just want to bring glory to God. There's times I've come home, my wife said, hey, this is, we, we, you know, did you know we just, we wrote a check and did this, whatever, or the church helped with this person. I was like, oh, really? I didn't know that was going on. Thank you. She didn't even ask my permission. Because she knows she doesn't have to. Not when it comes to just being, doing the right thing and being, showing the goodness of God to people. Thank you for being an example of that to me. I'm serious. Allowing goodness of God to reflect in us. Let's, let's stand together. I just, it's, whew, it's 8.30. And y'all are getting quiet, so either I took a turn or this is where the rubber's meeting the road. Y'all need an altar. You need to rebuild your altar. Thank you, Brother Bryson, for that. <laughs> I haven't even got to the close, but we'll get to it maybe next week or whenever. If God allows me to preach the next, maybe we'll highlight it. But let me, let, let me close with this then. Ephesians 5 and 8. For you were, that's all of us, right? Sometimes darkness. We were darkness. We weren't just in it. We were darkness. But now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Verse 9. For the fruit of the Spirit uh, is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. If you want to be acceptable unto God, live the truth. Stand for righteousness and let the goodness of God be reflected through you. Can I say that again? Stand for truth. Stand for righteousness and allow the goodness of the Holy Ghost be reflected. And people will look at you and go, look at their goodness. And you'll be like, oh, my goodness? It's really not my goodness. This joy that I have, 
this goodness that I have, the love that I have, the mercy that I, I got it from, from a higher power. Trust me, in me dwelleth no. That was the same writer that said the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, meekness, gentleness, and goodness. Same one said in me dwelleth no good thing. He's talking about his flesh, but in, you ready? In me, he was talking about the war in Paul. Paul said, the war in my members, in my flesh, there's no good thing. But, oh, in my soul, I got the Holy Ghost. (laughs) There is something in me that's greater. Oh, it's the same one that said, greater is he that's in me then. The fruit of the Spirit is greater. The Holy Ghost is greater. If you ain't got the Holy Ghost, you you can receive the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. (laughs) It's like, man, I want to I want to love people like that. I want the goodness of God to be reflected through my life like that. Get the Holy Ghost. It's a gift. You God wants to give it to you. You, you, you don't have to. You ready? It's goodness. You don't even have to buy it. It's already paid for. <laughs> it's already blood bought. All you have to do is receive it. I want to be like Colossians 1, and I'm done. I want to be fruitful. In every good work. I'm not perfect. I haven't arrived to that. But that's my goal. God, I I want your goodness to shine in me and through me. I want to aggressively pursue goodness to others. How many feel that way? How many want the Holy Ghost power to reflect and shine in you? And you want the fruit of the Spirit to be alive in you? We as Christians, as the sons and daughters of the children of God, of the Most High, we need the fruit of the Spirit in us. Can we lift our hands right now and just talk to the Lord?